Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's a hard mix life. Huh. <laughs> It's a hard mix life. A hard mix life. Oh, it's a hard mix life. Woo! What a classic rendition. Right, Barry? I'm choked up, Craig. I'm choked up. <laughs> what up, Beautiful. Knicks fans? And what is up, Barry motherfucking D? Coming at you all the way from Bama. Bama Barry. That's right. What is up, Craig? <laughs> oh, no. Barry's already... His internet connection's already hiccuping. Is it really? Right off the bat. Oh, that Alabama Wi-Fi? Did you see that, Jay? No. I no. Well, maybe it was mine. Maybe it's me. And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper. Good day to you as well, Craig. Wherever you listen to the show, remember to leave us a five-star rating and or a positive review. And don't forget, this is, well, don't forget, it's the first time it's happening. This show today is going up on YouTube. So go to YouTube, search It's a Hard Nick's Life, and you'll find our first debut show. Barry and Jay are looking at me like they're surprised. I am Jay, you want to move those cardboard boxes behind you, or you? <laughs> those have my comic books. They're not just old. Co- they're not, they've got comic books in them. And this is not Barry's typical environment, Barry. It's embarrassing for you, I'm sure, because you got a whole basement that you basically created for this show, and now you're doing the first <laughs> YouTube show in fucking some B and Airbnb in Alabama. Yeah, with, yeah, it's in with small crooked shit town on the walls behind you. Enterprise, Alabama. Yeah, and I'm, I'm in a foreign foreign location. <laughs> All right, and please subscribe to the one podcast that heals your soul. We are your doctor's favorite podcast. We're Dr. Dickey's favorite podcast. We got Dr. Manny, the dentist from Stanford, who I don't know if he still listens, but he used to. He even offered us a sweet air session. Remember that, Barry? (laughs) I do remember that. We never took him up on that shit. No. Manny, if you still listen, call us. I think, Blandy, you definitely would do Sweet Air for the show. I don't no. think so. Okay. No. All right. And now, this is this is news to me, and I'm sure it's news to you, Blandy. I don't know if you know this, but Barry Dworkin is now a doctor. Is that so? It is so. Jay, play the, play the clip I sent you. Okay, because it's news to me, too. <laughs> From the studios of News Talk 580 CFRA... It's Sunday House Call with Dr. Barry Dworkin. If you have a medical question, call us at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255. Email Call at cfra.com. Now here's Dr. Barry Dworkin. Good afternoon and welcome to edition number 820 for this December the 19th, 2021. You're listening to Sunday House Call. I'm Dr. Barry Dworkin and we're broadcasting live from the studios of News Talk 580 CFRA here in Ottawa, and we'll be taking your call shortly. How about that, Barry? Where the hell did you get that from? Who knew? (laughs) I found that on a podcast. There's a podcast, Sunday House Calls, hosted by Dr. Barry Dworkin. I I, I don't understand. Did you just Google Barry's name? This is going to sound... I knew you were going to fucking ask this. It's kind of embarrassing. But I was just... I was searching in the podcast, and I was curious. What happens when I put my full name up? Does the podcast come up? And it did. I just searched my name and our podcast comes up. Then I was like, does that happen if I search Barry Dworkin? And it doesn't, but this one does. (laughs) (laughs) So I got all excited after we were talking about Dr. Dickey. And now we got Dr. Dworkin. Barry, there's another Barry Dworkin in the world doing a podcast. That's, That's hard to believe. Don't you think we should call on the next show, maybe? Call his podcast and like just confuse the fuck out of everybody? That be can, good? We, can we email him and ask him to be on our podcast? Imagine we had two Barry. We'd be, that's the first time ever there'd be two Barry Dorkins on the same podcast. I'm sure it would be. <laughs> I, think it, I think it might be worth right. it. I think we got to do something. Got to at least prank him with Barry Dworkin. He's like, who's calling? And Barry's like, this is Barry Dworkin. Well, this is Barry Dworkin. All right be hilarious um if you're looking to place a bet do what barry does not dr barry but just regular barry 
go ahead over to betonline.ag. Barry, are you doing it again yet or no? No. Okay. He's fucking, we got to figure out another plan for these ad reads, guys. <laughs> Jay, do you want to start betting? Barry stole Clarkson from you. You can take this from him. That's a no. I, I don't know. I you want to just pretend you're that. betting? Nothing? No. No. Head on over to the new desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV50, B-L-E-A-V-50 to receive your bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Guys, recently we had some voicemails, or at least one voicemail. I think it was multiple voicemails about me being erratic when we when we come on the show. Which Craig are you going to get? Happy, angry, sad, frustrated, pissed. Is it me who's erratic or the Knicks fucking erratic? Guys. I think it's both. Is Julius Randle erratic? Is Kemba erratic? Are these Knicks erratic? Julius on Christmas Day looks like a totally different player. Bouncing around out there, happy. The uh, They had a wire on him. He's joking around with his teammates, joking around with Kemba. Kemba Walker getting a triple-double on Christmas Day. Then he also had that 44-point game. Amazingly, he went from being benched to the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Okay? Julius, after one of those games, said that he thinks that this team is going to go as he and Kemba go. If they're not playing well, the team's not going to play well. That's how the season's going to go. And now these last two games against Minnesota and Detroit, what happened to Julius and Kemba? Totally different players. But now all of a sudden, after we played Atlanta, Minnesota, Detroit, this erratic Knicks team is on a three-game winning streak. It's not the greatest three-game winning streak because we played three teams killed by the COVID bug, especially Minnesota and Detroit. But here against Detroit, maybe Thibodeau finally saw the light. The bench entirely outshined the pathetic starting lineup. I don't care how well Kemba's been playing lately. He has not played well over the past few games now. Julius, his body language has been awful. He's doing a lot of questionable things out there. Barry, how are you feeling? Do, do I have a right to be erratic in my behavior? Or do I need to just be fucking even killed? The total opposite of the Knicks, who are up and down all season long. No, you certainly could be erratic. This has probably got to be the worst I've felt after a three-game winning streak, right? And, and normally this stretch of the season, um, especially like against teams like this, this far into the season, 35 games in, would be like a barometer section of the season where you're kind of taking the temperature of where the team is at. But you can't do that right now. I mean, number one, you're first getting players back that have been out for a while for the Knicks. And every team that they're playing, like you said, is decimated. So you can't get a reading on the team, nor would you want to, because they're playing like crap against garbage teams. So yeah, you have every right not only to be erratic over this last stretch, but to be be upset, be pissed off. Um, you know, I think the leash on Randall has got to be taught at this point and, and no longer. Is it? Can we let him have full reign uh, of the playing time? And, and Tibbs has got to do something to get his so-called leader and star player under control and no more excuses of, well, Julius is Julius, right? And, and now the latest excuse that, that Julius is nicked up. So he'll take oh, what, what he gives him. Come on. Come on. Julius hasn't played well all season. Exactly. Played, he hasn't played well all season. And against Detroit, he had 26 minutes. I, don't, I haven't looked it up, but that's got to be a season low for minutes for him. It was actually the first game where the bench, the bench got way, not way more minutes, but it got more minutes than the entire starting lineup. I finally, Thibodeau saw that, saw what we've all been seeing. He seems to have this really long leash with Randall. Randall could turn the ball over, make boneheaded plays, not hustle down the court. I posted this clip from, did you see this? post i made on twitter of him leaving the bench when thibodeau's yeah. talking yep and his maybe maybe there was something else going on maybe he had a reason for getting up but the way he got up he looked annoyed and the way yep. he looked and the other at four Tibbs, and, and thibodeau and he, was still talking and the other talking. four players yeah. that were on the court were still you know paying attention to what he was telling them yeah the other four players that were going out on the court were all engaged with thibodeau and randall the whole time he's talking is just looking to the side drinking his water on the end stands up in the middle of it, walks off, and you could see him like give like these two looks to Thibodeau and like an assistant coach. You could tell that McBride was looking at him as he walked by and he was just gone. 
out of sight for the last Dude, like it, I don't know ten seconds of the of the talk. It's one bad look after another from this guy, man. Yeah, I mean, you see it on the court too. You see him not hustling down on defense when he's arguing foul calls or just not making the extra effort defensively. I know he does a lot of other things beyond scoring, so people can get upset like he only scored five points against Detroit. But hey, 10 rebounds, five assists, two steals. Being two for 11 against uh, against a fucking half of a G League team with five points. I don't care about his 10 rebounds. You can see his body language and his effort is not there. It doesn't matter that he's getting a few rebounds. It's a fucking power forward. He should get some rebounds a game. That's easy. I don't know. I'm I'm starting to... I don't want to be too down on Randall because I've been saying for a while, like, he's just not a number one, still a talented player. But something's changed over the past week for me. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. If you saw a game of his with lack of effort, but it was like one game out of 10 or even one game out of six games or something like that, it's like, all right, maybe, you know, maybe the past six games have caught up with him. Right. And he, and he just doesn't have it tonight. He doesn't have the energy. He's, he's, you know, he is nicked up. But again, we've been seeing it all season long and he does not get a pass. And, and, and how much does last season buy him? Does it buy him another whole season of him playing like garbage and not putting off forth the effort? No, he hasn't been doing this entire, his entire career. He hasn't been a Nick his entire career. You don't get this, this, um, you don't get a pass. You just don't. But he is. Right, but, but he but is getting a pass. Don't you think that there's got to be something else going on? You really think Thibodeau would just let that go? And, well, especially what, what, with all the you young guys on this team. What are you suggesting is going on? I don't know. Maybe he is. He's got maybe fucking photos else. of Thibodeau. No, but maybe, maybe there's what, something else because you wouldn't think that that he would allow something like that to go on, especially with all the young guys on this team and how that could set a really bad example for these guys moving forward. But it, it does seem like it's Thibodeau's M.O. Right? We, we saw it with Alfred. He, he's got this loyalty to certain veterans. Now, I'm not saying some of these veterans don't deserve some loyalty, but like talk about like Taj, um, Bullock when he was here, Alfred. Some guys deserve it. Like Taj deserves to have that loyalty. But he does get attached to these veterans. And I honestly think he's just being loyal to a player that basically revived the Knicks last season, that he got them into the playoffs. He was a second team all NBA. He had an amazing year. One of the best seasons for a Nick ever, Julius. And I think he's just being loyal to him. At some point though, I don't know how many games in you have to say, uh, you're going to get pulled for whoever. If you're not playing well today, you're just going to get pulled like he did against Detroit, like the whole starting lineup did against Detroit. Yeah, you know, Obviously, look, Randall's not a superstar, but his role on this team and and what he basically became last year, I, I think Thibodeau and, and any head coach for this team probably has to treat him as such. Because look, he's he's the he's supposed to be the top dog on a New York team, right? Uh, that made the playoffs for the first time in six years or whatever it was last year. So he's got to be treated as such. So I think Thibodeau must be hoping that Randall's going to figure this out on his own and he doesn't want to have to have this talk with him. But at, at some point, don't you have to pull him into your office or whatever it is? And, you know, if a sensitive situation as it may be, because you expect Randall, the type of player that he's shown himself to be, right? And and with the work ethic and all that, you would hope he'd pull himself out of this rut. You got to, you got to do something. You got to, you got to ignite him somehow. Yeah. To me, what's concerning isn't that, isn't that he's just shooting like five for 20 in a game, like he did against Minnesota or two for 11 against Detroit. It's not just his numbers, it's his body language. And it's the way he's carrying himself and the way he's acting on the court. The, these things he's doing are, are reminiscent of his first year, which was awful. Last year when it was going great, he didn't do any of this. So how do you turn around a guy? It's not just that he's not shooting the ball well. He's fucking an asshole out there. <laughs> you know, he seems like a dick. He's just like a totally different person. He looks, we've said he looks like exhausted at the end of games, but now over the past, uh, I swear over the past week, like my whole mindset has changed on Julius seeing the way he's been. And it was so weird seeing him on Christmas day. I don't know, like what was different that day? Why was he, was it just because the ball was going in for him and they were winning the whole game and there was no pressure at Maybe home, Santa the crowd was going really nice. nuts. He was just happy on Christmas. Yeah. Just a Christmassy guy. Maybe it was Santa. And there, 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 hey, 
Look, there's there's a popular belief that when the games are national, you know, he turns it on. That's is that belief. a popular belief? It is. Did, national games, he tends to have good games. Yes. No, if you look up the games that are nationally televised are his better games throughout the season. Now, the other thing to be disappointed about as a fan of this team and as a critic of Julius is, and, and, and Jonathan Macri tweeted this out, according to Macri, in 455 minutes without Randall on the court this year, the Knicks are outscoring teams by 15.9 points per 100 possessions. They're extremely better without him on the court. And you want to tell me, well, that's because the second unit's on the floor and they're playing against other teams' uh, backups, this and that. I mean, that's a, a pretty big sample size and is extremely discriminating against Randall. That's not, those are not good numbers. But who else do we, do, do we know that for the other players also or what? I mean, that's got to be by far. I mean, that listen, is, the reality is, is that the starters are just, they're, they're not, the starters as a whole, not, I mean, Barrett has not been playing well. You know, Kemba the last couple of games has, has sucked. I mean, Mitch lost his job, you know? Yeah. And we've seen it a lot throughout this season, obviously with the bench perform, out, you know, outperforming the starters. I mean, we've talked about it all year long, but I mean, in this game against Detroit, those plus minus differentials between the starting unit and the bench is, is obscene. And it's been like that. I mean, let's face it. It's been like that, like every game, almost every I'm game. Looking the, you know, the, I'm looking up. I'm looking up plus minuses on the Knicks right now. Julius Randle's plus minus on the season is a minus one thirty seven. So Jay, give me a name for someone else. We'll just compare. Let's just say. Um, I guess Kemba. Oh, well, we know that's going to be fucking awful. Minus one oh nine on the season for Kemba. What about RJ? Although he's missed a lot of games, so it's. Tough. I think it's- I think generally you're going to see for the starters, it's always going to be minus uh, minus ninety five for RJ. Give me a bench. Although, this, you'll see, give me a bench what about player. Fournier? Oh, that's he's, that's he's, probably bad. He's going to be bad too. It's because he's a he's a starter. It's a minus ninety five. Again, uh, nobody's coming close to Randall. If you just do Obi, and I know it's probably not fair because he plays such limited minutes. Obi Toppin is plus one twenty three on the season. Mm. Julius Randall is minus one thirty seven. Dude, well, what's uh? Let's let's just look up Mitchell. Just curious what Mitchell is, because he's in the starting lineup for the most part this season. Mitchell's a minus fifty two, which is much better than every other starter we've looked up. Minus one thirty seven. Like the the math. I think today, if I if I just added that quickly in my head, right? Minus one sixteen for the starters, plus like one sixty one or one sixty two for the bench. But you realize that's what it seems to be. Like no matter who starts, because they've had different people start. So it, it, I mean, it just seems to be whoever's in the starting lineup is struggling. No, oh, what's the one consistent thing there? All right, you put Alec Burks in the starting lineup, they struggle. You put whoever in the starting lineup, the the one consistency is Julius fucking Randall. He's always in there. The, this whoever's whoever's starting with him, the ball's not moving. They're not playing with energy. There's a certain like. I don't know. When the bench when the bench comes in, it's totally different energy. It's a positive. It's not just a positive energy, but they're they're uh, moving without the ball. They're cutting. The ball's moving around. It's not getting stuck. It's, Wally said it many times in the Detroit game. It's such a different energy. Speaking such of Wally, difference. really quick, did you see what he was wearing yesterday? Yeah, that fucking stupid flower. It was huge. That thing. And Is he the trying suit. to be Clyde with that with that suit. I've seen him do this before when Clyde is out and he's filling in. He, he ups his suit game. Guys, let's talk about Kemba quickly. What's the real Kemba here? Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Similar to, he seems to be having the same good games as Julius. But now he's had, I think, two really subpar games against Detroit. Yeah. One for five, 20 minutes, two points, two assists, three turnovers, two rebounds. I mean, even Christmas, he had the triple-double, but he only scored, what, 10? But he had a triple-double. Come on. Uh, that was a good 10. game. Yeah, but he distributed the ball. Come on. No, that was he had a good game that game. Yeah. But these games against Minnesota and Detroit, it's, it's, it's the Kemba from before. And I know that everyone around the league was going nuts about Kemba. He's back. What the fuck were the, was Thibodeau thinking, benching him? Come on. In a few games, you might be wondering, should he get benched again? <laughs> 
the the plus minus off, uh, off the bench from against Detroit. Toppin was a plus thirty six. McBride was a plus thirty nine. Yeah, and that's with what zero zero points. <laughs> yeah, plus thirty nine with zero points. Listen, a lot of, a lot of that against Detroit was Alec Burks playing out of his mind. Right, thirty four points. Uh, shot twelve of seventeen, five for eight from three. He that was, was a large percentage game. of the bench points between him and quickly. There were fifty-two points off the bench. Those but guys again, came up I mean, huge. again, Burks has shown to be a good defender. Quickly this year has been a terrific defender. We know McBride gives you terrific defense. He had a couple of steals and, and a, a lot of impact. And, and Taj, when he's out there, you know, he's a good defender. So that it, you know, it starts there. Yeah, I'm so glad that Thibodeau at the end of that game did not put the starters back in because the bench, yep. they they brought us all the way back, right? But they started to struggle with like five or six minutes left in the fourth. Offensively, they started to struggle. They never let go defensively, but offensively they were struggling putting the ball in the bucket. And you're afraid that Thibodeau was going to put in anyone from the starting lineup, namely probably Julius Randle. Yeah, because that's usually what will happen. He wants yeah. to let the guys continue rolling because they're playing good, but oh. Oh, we got to get Julius back in there. He hasn't seen the fourth quarter yet. God forbid he rides out the rest of the game on the bench in the fourth. Can't Listen, have that. Often, often that makes sense because the like against Detroit, the bench was starting to struggle offensively, even though they were still playing hard defensively. But I was will, I was sitting there and I was like, I'm willing to take the loss. Just keep, even if the, leave the bench in there, even if they continue to struggle, I'd rather take the fucking loss with them getting the opportunity to get the win than fucking throw Julius or whoever back in to either come back, for, bring us all the way home for the win or lose. Just ride it out with the bench. The starters did not deserve to get back in there, especially Julius and Kemba. You want to throw Mitch in there? RJ, RJ played okay tonight. It's hard to lump him in because he's actually, between the fourth quarter and the last game and against Detroit, He's actually played okay, and he's just getting back from COVID. And again, it's got to be restated that I know it's a win, and a win is important, no matter how you can get it. But these last three wins are against decimated teams. Mm -hmm. I mean, Detroit's a horrible team to begin with, and then the fact that they've got nobody in there. Nobody. Yeah, no, they're they're totally empty wins. I, I oh, mean, listen. Gosh. I, and, and, and Minnesota, you know, um, without their top guys, any of them. I, I agree to an extent, but I mean, a win is a win. No, no it's they, not. It's not. No, a win. Listen, no, the, the starters. The starters were minus one sixteen. You got nothing out of Julius. They only hit eight three pointers for the game, which is next to nothing. Usually, they don't win when they hit that many, uh, that few threes, and they came out with a win. I, I look. I know, I know that, the Knicks. I know the Knicks had their own bout, you know, of dealing with COVID, you know, these last few weeks. But if this was a regular season. And teams are at their full strength all year long. Where is this Knicks team right now? How would they have not, the wins that's that the they thing, have? You, they're they're not though. I mean, look, they're they're in the same boat as as the as the Celtics. They're in the same boat as as the Hawks, and they're a game and a half out of the sixth seed right now. They're a game and a half behind the Sixers. That's it. So yeah, this has not been the season that we were expecting. And yes. There have been all the you know all these people in safety and protocols, but everybody else is dealing with it. This is not a regular year. You can't look at it like it's a regular year. So yeah, they're struggling, but three wins in a row is three wins in a row. No, oh, Blandy's excited about the three wins in a row. <laughs> You're pumped. Something else. It's just you know, all's look, good I mean, in Nicklands. I mean, we're, we're I'm not one, saying we're all's one good in game Nickland. under five hundred. I, I can't be excited about it. But I can be won- excited. These I are three games they should have the won, and they won all three of them. It doesn't matter that they don't, you know. So what about style points? They they won the last three games, and they should have won the last three games. It Look, wasn't okay. easy, but they did it. I could be excited about the bench. I could be excited about the youth and these young guys. That's something that at least I could get excited about. If we didn't have that, I'd want to jump off a bridge. <laughs> I mean, this team has got to show me something. I need something from the starting unit, something of consistency. RJ, where are you? Where where is the year three RJ? I was so looking forward to seeing. Where is he? And Randall, give me something from last year, an ounce of effort. Randall, by the way, has dropped to like a sixteen something in in per, which is which is not good for him. I think Mitch is better than him in that category. Uh, who else is? Even Kemba is right now. I checked after the game. Obi is the best on the team in that. Dude, Randall is struggling, struggling. 
Guys, I think we should listen to some voice. Let's listen to the voicemails because we're going to continue to talk about all this shit based on these calls that come in. And we're going to talk a lot about the intro music and who likes it and who doesn't. Right. That was a big topic last week. Big, big topic. Hit it, Blandy. Am I starting with voicemail one or Ralph? One. Save Ralph. Ralph Ralph has his own sponsored segment, Blandy. Okay. Good morning. I got a question and a comment. This is uh, David or DP on Twitter. Uh, For the question is, what made you get into doing the pod? I'm always curious about that. And the comment is, I'm a little confused why Nick's Twitter's convinced we can't make the playoffs when Randall is playing horrendous and we're not out of it. Like, do they not think he'll play any better? Forget last year, just any better at all? Will RJ not play better? Will others not play better? I I don't really get that. So uh, that's my comment. I guess the question on the comment is, what do you think or how do you think this season could potentially uh, finish out? Thanks. Speak to you soon. Bye. All right, so why did I start doing the podcast? Yeah, why did you, Blandy? Um, <laughs> why well, I don't know who should answer this. Why did you start doing it, Blandy? Well, Craig, you should start because you, you, start, that, you started the podcast. I feel like I've said this before. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I did that. I have no I business know, maybe, answering that question. Maybe he doesn't know that I did it alone for, for a while. I don't remember how long. I mean, I did it out of desperation, honestly. Phil Jackson was fired. I was at my like my lowest point as a Nick fan and I took it to the mic one night. Never looked back. I basically <laughs> went I basically did it cuz I I uh, I just felt like I needed to talk to somebody about the Knicks and I felt like it was hard to find Knicks fans back then. I really couldn't find them and I was, figured I would reach out this way. And then Barry came on. Barry, why did you start doing it? Yeah, I mean, I had I had I I I not watched the NBA in years. And about four years ago, I was flipping through the channels and I actually, I caught some of the Nick game. Again, I hadn't watched them in years uh, growing up a Knicks fan. I just, but then I just hadn't watched. And uh, it's funny because there was, they were a shitty team, but they happened to win, I think like three games in a row is the very start of the season with uh, Nilakina's rookie year. Um, and I got sucked in. I, I, I didn't stop watching a minute of basketball since. Um, and then a couple of months after that, you asked me to join because you knew I was back into the Knicks. I think you hardcore. got back in the Knicks because of the podcast. No. It yes, might have been on, on my radar. Come on. No. No? No. <laughs> no. I, I specifically remember hearing on like the radio that, oh, the Knicks have won three in a row. And then that night I had seen, I was flipping through Hold channels. Hold on. So you weren't, so were you listening this. to the podcast? No. I'm going to fucking kick you off of this show right now, Barry. No. I mean, I was listening before I came on with you, but I hadn't been listening until- You weren't a regular listener. I've been watching for the Knicks again. Wow. Some of you listeners right now, just so you know, are are more loyal to this show than Barry. True. How does that feel? I don't know if we should keep this in the show. Mm. (laughs) That's that's pretty horrible, Barry. (laughs) That's staying in. Blandy- Let's be honest, it's probably a really bland story you got. So who the fuck cares? Cool. Play the second. Play the second one. Here we go. Wait, wait, the second oh, wait, the, this, other part oh, of B- yeah. B- question. I haven't heard that Knicks fans are convinced that the Knicks aren't making the playoffs. I don't feel that way. I feel like they've got a good chance to sneak in. I don't I feel like they're either gonna make it in as like the seventh or eighth seed or just miss out. I feel like that's where they're gonna be. When I think about playoffs, my nipples get hurt. My nipples Look, don't even right get hard. Right we now. made the playoffs last year. We were like a mid seed. If we fucking make it in an eight seed, my nipples are not hard at all. I, I, I'm barely <laughs> Listen, excited about We've got the play-in also. I mean, the play-in is still there. I so. think what makes people weary about the Knicks making the playoffs, um, the fact that they think it might not happen is because so many teams, like we just talked about, are decimated. And, you know, you still you still got like Atlanta who hasn't kicked it into to high gear and Boston – um, you know, and Washington started off good and then slipped a little bit. You have all these teams that have shown so far up to this point in the season that they're better than the Knicks and they're not Again, at full strength. We're, we're a game and a half behind the Sixers. Think about that. The Sixers. Think about it's how close. much better the Sixers should be than we are. All right, number two. Yeah. Don't fucking change the intro. Fuck what everybody else has to say. All right. My wife is reciting the intro. We're singing our hearts out, waiting for the podcast to drop on a weekly basis, which I kind of agree with Dickie. To be honest with you, if you can, you know, maybe 
twice a week, that'd be cool, but I don't know. But don't change the fucking intro. Like, there's, there's so much pain, there's so much anguish in the intro. And when you hear this man scream at the top of his lungs, it's a hard next life. You know what I'm saying? It's like, God damn, I feel it. I feel it. Don't fucking change it. Don't change it. Do not. If you're going to change it, at least give us some options. Maybe we can do like a poll or a vote. But don't... Just, I don't know. I don't know. I need to feel the pain, the passion. <laughs> I need my podcast. Was there pain in that version today? No pain, just beauty. No, that was just... Yeah, that was like an angel. <laughs> Guys, we're, I'm not fucking. Uh, I'm not changing the intro music. You'll hear. You're gonna hear a lot of calls. That was just for today. I felt like I needed to do that. I've been wanting to do that for a while. And I think it was absolutely beautiful. I think. Where Landy, did you, you get better, that from? You better play that shit for your wife. Where did you get that from? Like who? You, just don't you got worry about to do it. That? that was me. <laughs> that was me. Wow, I've never heard you sing that way before. It's beautiful. Got those skills. Hey, fellas, this is uh, Andrew from Long Island, uh, living in Minnesota. I will be at the game uh, on Tuesday. Um, I've been listening to this podcast for quite some time. This is my first time calling in because uh, I had something passionate that I wanted to talk about from the last episode, and that is the, ent- the intro music. Uh, so undoubtedly the worst intro music probably in the podcast space uh, currently in 2021. But the thing is, I mean, that intro music and, and Blandy's wife, she couldn't be more right. It's, it's absolutely terrible. However, <laughs> that music embodies, you know, who we are as Knicks fans. And I think, Craig, you recognize that, that we, we recognize mediocrity. I just like the music. Uh, and, we, and we roll with it. I have my entire life as a Knicks fan. I mean, I sat through fat Raymond Felton, skinny Raymond Felton, Ronaldo Baltman, Chris Duhon. I used to scream death threats to Chris Duhon from 400-level seating. We signed Chris Smith, J.R. Smith's little brother, because he asked us to. And we, and we roll with it. We stand behind our decisions. We stand behind our team. And I think that you need to stand behind that intro music. It's fucking terrible. Um, and it is cringeworthy, but if you change it now just because people complain or they, they want something different, I, I think you should tell those people to fuck themselves, personally. Um, and if you do change that intro music at this point, understanding that it is horrible, I will be very upset. I'll always continue to listen, and lastly, before I let you go, I just want to say that that throw burrito game um, is fucking terrible as well. So to, to bring... The throw a burrito game to a white elephant when, Blandy, you've been literally fucking crumb cakes for, for 18 months. I mean, you could have spent $30 on crumb cakes uh, and gifted that. I think it would have gone over very well. But I love all three wow. of you. Uh, we'll continue to listen. It's a hard Knicks life. And uh, have a good Christmas and New Year. <laughs> so wow, I guess I'll you, take Andrew. Andrew's advice and say, fuck off, Andrew. Not fucking changing <laughs> the intro music. No matter how fucking cringeworthy Blandy's wife thinks it is. Such a weird call that he hates it, but he wants us to keep it. I like the call. <laughs> By the way, I didn't play throw throw burrito, but my wife bought throw throw avocado for the kids for Christmas. We played that the other day, which I'm assuming is the same thing as throw throw burrito. Are you serious right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow, it's a whole whole yeah. series of games. You could play them together in conjunction with. Isn't there a throw throw taco or something too? There, there's like a an expansion pack that allows you to play right, not, like fuck, the two games not, together. Let's not talk about these horrible games in the <laughs> Blandy household. Hit the next one. All right, here we go. Hi, this is Raymond, a long-suffering fan, a fan of the show, and an opera singer. So here's an opera version of your opening if you want it. Got one, sorry. It's a hard Nick's life. It is a hard Nick's life. A hard nick's life, oh, it's a hard nick's life. <laughs> there you go. You can contact me through RaymondUY.com if you want to talk about the song, or what's wrong with the song, or what's wrong with the team. Thanks. What's wrong with Raymond's version of the song, or our song? No. So you already awesome. had the, the opera version in the can before hearing this one from him? Yes, it was in the works. Wow. I commissioned an opera singer to do that. 
Is that right? That's right. Is that right? <laughs> so you you said is that right and then played the exact same thing. I forgot I had it after I said it. Drop. I said it. <laughs> I said it like Marshawn Lynch, and then I realized I had it. I could have just played it. Hmm, is that right? Is that right? <laughs> Do ne- never play that. That was the, I think that might be single handedly the worst drop you ever played. Is that right? Yes. Especially with the music in front of it. Yeah, I didn't realize music, it was there. I've never used awful. it before. Don't use it again. Okay. <laughs> Throw that in the. Do you have a garbage can for your drops? I could just you delete do, it. put that put that in the garbage. I could just delete it. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, Barry? What's going on, Craig? What's going on, Blandy? Uh, yeah, I just listened to your last episode. Uh, it's still from Spain. I had to come. I had to call in because I'm the guy that inboxed you, Craig. Like I don't know, two years ago, asking you for the. I think it's been more than two years. Asking you for the the MP file of that intro. It is still my ringtone and my alarm in the morning i love that fucking song every time my Shit. phone rings i start what? singing that song do not change that song there you go under zero conditions and blandy god damn you sound salty and delta fuck about this guy and <laughs> barry doing yeah your clock to have a crumb cake ass i mean damn <laughs> god damn it's a hard next life imagine He's being at- in like a, a store shopping around and like somebody's <laughs> out of somebody's pocket comes and, in and he's in spain to too he's in another country yeah you know uh, he's just totally ruining people's moments everywhere <laughs> his family's probably like change your fucking ringtone it's a dying crow your wife says a dying crow dying crow yeah hey craig it's db I uh, say what's up to Blandy and Barry as well, but I'm directing this directly to you because uh-huh. I can already hear their wavering in their voices. Do not change your opening music. It is perfect for your audience. Don't start focus grouping. The only thing they're going to do is water down something that's good. If you start focus grouping and boiling it down to the lowest common denominator, don't do that. It reminds me of being 15. I think I'm the same age as you guys. 15 listening to the Beastie Boys check your head having a team that was going to go to the finals uh, those are good times and that's what the memories that it brings back for me so leave that music it's got Bismarck Key's voice you know it's awkward no, no it's good it's good make sure you keep it Okay. Yeah, he's right. It was inspired by a Bismarck Key Beastie Boys track which is from the time period where the Knicks were on top of their game. There is some, uh, it's a lot of right in what DB said. And it's pretty unanimous up to this point. There's some passionate pleas to keep it. Even the people who hate it want us to keep it. So how can you, right. how can you argue with that? Hey, Craig, Barry, Blandy, DB. DB again. Uh, I want to talk for a second about Kemba Walker. Um, you know, I think we have to recognize why he got benched in the first place. You know, if you remember back, it was that Atlanta game in Atlanta. And it was a back-to-back, and Kemba sat because he needed rest. And after that, Tibbs benched him. And I think the most important ability for Tibbs is availability. And when they had that press conference and, you know, Tibbs said he's playing on back-to-backs, guess what? He, He didn't play. And I think that that's the biggest problem for Tibbs. And... I think I'm very happy for Kemba Walker and what he's doing right now. And it's good for value for the team. And I like him as a person. But let's recognize it's been four games. We can't be so fast to make decisions about these things. when It just wasn't working before, and we knew that. And uh, unfortunately for Kemba, I think in four or five games, we're going to see him hit a wall if he keeps playing 40 minutes a night. Uh, hopefully Deuce McBride can come back and, and show us what he can do. But uh, I hope Kevin can keep doing it. I just, you know, it's hard to see that that is a sustainable way for the team to be built. So, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. No, I mean, we've seen what what he's talking about. We just saw in the last two days, you know? Yeah, I think it's a really good point about, you know, um, availability. Um, Because, yeah, Thibodeau gets stuck in these rotations. And, yeah, he probably came to a point. He said, look, if I can't count on Kemba to do back-to-backs and I have to every once in a while sub him out, I don't want to do that. I want to continue building the chemistry of the, of the same five guys every single game. So I think there is a lot of truth to that. It's probably why Kemba started against Detroit. 
Yeah. I mean, I think a few weeks ago, he'd probably be sitting out a second game of back-to-back. But yeah, you're right. Thibodeau does want to build some consistency. And yeah, like Blandy said, you've seen the past two games. He struggled with Boston last year. He struggled all season up until that week where he played out of his mind. But think about it. He played out of his mind after he didn't play Right. For, for how, how many days? Yeah, he was totally fresh and healthy and energized. He had a he had a point to prove. Right. This isn't this isn't a guy it. that was out ten games because of uh, health and safety safety protocols where he couldn't practice with the team or anything. No, he was he was fresh. He kept practicing with the team. You know, so he yeah, played for his it, pride when he came back, and he was energized. So I think DB's spot on. I, I think there's a. If Barry, if you become a betting man again and you can bet against a player, I'd be betting against Kemba Walker. I mean, he had two points tonight. Two he's points. He's not – yeah. He, 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 different player past two games. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm watching this Timberwolves game, and I don't get how Tom Thibodeau could just leave these starters back in in the third quarter. They're playing like shit. Like, how the fuck can you leave these guys in, man? Bring the young guys in. Let them play. Hold fucking Randall accountable. Hold R.J. Barrett accountable. Take these guys out, bro. Come on. Yeah, that's that what we were saying. That stretch for with about five minutes to go before the half, and then the first half of the third quarter was just it was just brutal to watch against Detroit. No, against the Timberwolves. Against Minnesota. Oh, they they scored like barely any points in like a nine or ten minutes period of time. It was, it was horrendous. Yeah, you're starting to see. I don't know if you guys have been seeing the divide on Twitter between Knicks fans right now of the fans who want to hold guys like Randall in the starting lineup accountable and then the fans who are defending him at any cost. It's it's becoming like this very oppositional thing. You know, have you seen it, Barry? Have you witnessed that I because have, you've been in Alabama? I, <laughs> I have. I mean, I've I've felt that that divide within myself though throughout this season it's just you know more games like he's had these last couple of games is gonna it's gonna pull me the other direction where it's like i I can't i can't excuse it anymore i'm seeing yeah i'm seeing some knicks fans who are like oh knicks fans are the worst they they always like criticize their best player he's He's the only good player on this team and you how could you criticize him he's the most talented player come on I'm not like out on him 100%, but I need something to change. And, and if it's not going to change from the head coach and he's not doing it himself, like, what the fuck? What are you going to do? So I'm not saying that you got to trade this guy, but you got to do something, be it drastic or, or whatever, that's going to light a fire under his ass, that's going to ignite something. I mean, we're talking about effort and attitude for the most part. If we see right. that from any fucking player on that team, one through 12 or 15 or whatever it is these days, you, you, we would call it out. But he's the he really sticks out like a sore thumb when you talk about those two things on this team. The effort and the attitude are fucking piss poor right now. What's up, y'all? It's Dr. Dickey. Man, y'all had me dying and laughing last episode. Oh, my God. It was so funny. All right. I guess. Backstory. I'm 27. I'm a truck driver. Been doing that for a year and a half. And Dr. Dickey came from one of my old employers like five years ago. He named me that. And it just stuck. And a lot of people call me that still. So that's where that came from. Uh, I do a little bit of Vanderbilt teaching. So if you want to do the PhD side, you can, but I'm definitely not no PhD. Uh, definitely only know my own dick. Never seen another dick. So okay. I don't know. I don't think I could be a dick doctor because my dick is immaculate. You know, if I had someone walk in with a shriveled up penis, I wouldn't know what to do with it. I'd just be like, man, that sucks. See you later. So, yeah, and Blandy, stop giving me a hard time about the long voicemails. Not everyone can be a legend like Ralph. Come on. Ralph, you really do inspire the people on this podcast, so keep it coming. And like they said last episode, we need that energy from you, Ralph, even if it's only for five seconds. We all love listening to Ralph. All right, y'all, have a good episode. What? Is that not the perfect lead-in to Ralph? That's great. 
<laughs> Guys, Ralph is brought to you by Lightbox. Say goodbye to dull light, dull, dull lights. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup as natural diamonds, but are grown in a lab. Because of that process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off. Price so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle, Barry. Visit lightboxjewelry.com. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> Talking to you. You want to sparkle, you throw on a fucking lightbox diamond. Okay. Where was I? Go to lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds. Never a dull moment. We you got know, um, a whole slew of fucking Ralph calls this week. He definitely came through based on the criticisms we gave him last week, Barry. I just wanted to say really so. quick, my my brother got light box diamonds for my sister-in-law for, for Christmas. Because Get of this here. ad or unrelated? No, I'm just kidding. Not at all. <sighs> okay. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, that was, that was Thanks. excellent. <laughs> Yeah, As we haven't shit on this ad fuck. yet. This we haven't shit on this ad yet this week. Yeah, so right, that's right. good. You couldn't. I mean, you could have just stuck with it. No one gives a no listeners give a fuck about whether or not your brother g- gave light box diamonds to his girlfriend, especially when you say it's not fucking true. <laughs> All right, here we go. Knicks versus Wizards. Get ready to start. Going to be a dog fight. Run, run. My wife wants to say that she's doing a meow here. We're in a dog fight. <laughs> Kimba Walker is on fire. Though. Well, I'm calling because y'all last. Knicks lost to the Wizards. Uh, not enough defense, and I don't know why kids didn't play Grimes. That's beyond me. Merry Christmas. Getting ready for the Knicks and Hawks game. I hope uh, Santa Claus delivers for the Knicks fans. Knicks are winning. So far, so good. But these free throws... I can't understand how these professionals can miss free throws. They ought to all follow Rick Barry. Ralph on free throws. If y'all don't know what that is, look it up. (laughs) Boy, it makes a difference when Julius Randle hits the three. How fucking good is Grimes? My God. Next beat the Hawks on Christmas Day. Merry fucking Christmas, Dick fans. (laughs) Wow. That was my wife, Janie, saying woo. Knicks versus Timberwolves. Let's get this win. Grimes is money. All the Knicks with the knack. Knicks win. Second in a row. Woo! That's my wife. Woo! My God. This should be easy pickings tonight. Pistons. Knicks at Pistons. Go Knicks. I guess you can't underestimate the Knicks' ability to find a way to lose. My God. They better get it going. Knicks win! Three in a row. Bitch came through. Now it's Burks. Beat the Pistons. Oh, boy, but it was a lot closer than it should have been. The starters did not do well. Thank God for the bench. And it was nice to see McBride out there. He didn't do much, maybe, but (laughs) still, the kid has confidence in him. That's cool. Later. Later, Ralph. Ralph dropping a couple of f bombs. Oh, oh merry fucking there. Christmas! He said he was pumped. <laughs> He's great. And his wife is uh, his wife is the one doing the woos, which I never knew. <laughs> and she was doing meows. Apparently, I would. I, Ralph, I'd love to hear your wife doing the meows when you're doing the barking. If you get like a back and forth, yeah, I, was, I think it'd I was be waiting great. to hear it after he yeah. mentioned. It, I didn't quite hear it. Meow, meow. <laughs> That's what's going on. That's what's going on in the Ralph house. Barking and meowing. Now, he was talking about foul shots, that, but he was talking about the Atlanta game, right? I don't, I think I don't know. I got lost in there. I don't know. Is that Atlanta I mean, or did Minnesota? You watch, uh, yesterday's game was just horrendous. I could swear he was talking about the Atlanta game, but yesterday's game was just, it was horrendous. They're like 4-12 from the line or something like that. How does Rick Barry shoot free throws? Underhanded. Is that the underhand? Yeah. That's what I thought it was, but he's yeah, not serious. Ralph can't be about. fucking serious. No, he's talking about the underhanded free throw. Ralph wants everyone to shoot underhanded free throws? Wow. All right. Y'all hear that music. It is time for the news. 
with Blanderson Hooper. Brought to you by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company, who's changing the Crumb Cake game. There's Blandy in his news segment, uh, news segment, in his news studio, which I don't think anyone's ever seen this. Breaking news behind him. Blandy, hit the sexy music. Are you refusing to play it for Barry? I'll play it. You're refusing to play it. No, no, here we go. So fucking jealous. Mm. Well, guys, as you know, using a family recipe inspired by 1950s Brooklyn and perfected on the east end of Long Island, Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company promises to deliver you the most delicious crumb cakes on the market. Their cakes are moist, the crumbs are piled on, and they only use high-quality, all-natural ingredients. And don't miss out on Clarkson's famous crumpkins, one-of-a-kind miniature crumb cakes, all of the flavor in bite-sized servings. Each box delivers a dozen crumpkins and are available in the same classic flavors you love. Add a box to your order and enjoy this family favorite. Head on to ClarksonAvCrumb.com and enter promo code HARDNICKSLIFE at checkout to receive 23% off your order. Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company, Crumb Get Some. Blandy, what you were sticking your finger in your mouth, in your throat? Because like it's you- so horrible. Like, it's just, his, his, why are we playing f- sexy music for that? For what? For him to read regular become the Clarkson copy? music. He's, I don't know, you're right. Reading- Maybe we should reconsider the music. It's okay. not he's that sexy. He's just reading regular ad copy. Right, have you thought about doing it in a, like, reading what you're reading, but in a sexier way? Yeah, like, he's, go not, with the music? he's not doing anything. I could, I could do that. Blandy, did you not, did you talk about last week how you got a kind of a free taste test of the no, next? No, because that was that was after cake the, of the show. Month? No, I ordered it the night we taped the show, mm. and you got they turned it around really quick, got it in your hands yeah, really fast. Uh, the night that I ordered it, it had said it wasn't even going to ship until this week, and then two days later, I got it from them. They must have overnighted it to me, and not only that, but they gave me a small little crumb cake. I had ordered the the kitty's carrot cake, which is. Gone, by the way. I was posting pictures online of how I was taking care of that. And they even sent me a sneak peek of what this coming January's Cake of the Month is going to be. And it's one that they haven't offered before. And tell everyone what it is because it's- I'm not, I don't want to do that. I'm not, just do it. It's, this is, it's close enough, Blandy. Are you sure? Yes. I don't, I don't want to- um, We can do you know. whatever we want. Yeah. Is that so? We could do they wouldn't have we given want. it to you if you've got to keep it such a secret. Just tell everyone what it is. Stop. This right. is an insider trading where somebody's going to fucking make yeah, it. Really. Just, let let me just, they're going to get so upset that the crumb cake they're releasing the next day is being... Okay. It is called uh, their Happy New Year Cake. It is classic cake with lemon cream cheese filling and graham cracker crumbs. And what? how would you rate it on... How, how was oh, it? Oh, I didn't eat this to- one yet. I'm oh. actually saving this one. Uh, my wife is uh, big into lemon, so um, we're we're saving that one. You didn't want to eat it on this show right here. No, no, no. I finished. It, I would have eaten the carrot the, cake. You're saving it for the woman who mocks our intro. <laughs> Was yes. it a full size cake they gave you, or a little piece? No, no, no. It's a it's like a smaller size cake. Okay. All right, Blandy. You know what time it is. Music's coming in again. That's your cue to this right. fucking show on the road. Um, we start off as we often do with COVID. Um, Heat and Spurs game postponed. I don't know if you saw that. The Heat had 12 players out. 12 players. I think they played with eight the other night. And then a couple of those people, two or three of those people from the other night were not going to be able to play tonight. So that game was postponed. I believe it's the, the 10th game that's been postponed so far this year. Uh, the Hawks currently have 13 different players in health and safety protocols. 13. Um, Trey Young 13. is back, but... That, yeah. That's 13 regular players, or that includes I don't even know like some possible. of these... There must be some 10-get-day guys. I would assume. Um, Darius Garland's in, in protocols. Uh, DeAndre Ayton's in protocols. Draymond Green is in protocols. Uh, KD and Kyrie have cleared protocols, and they are uh, back out. It seems like things were getting a little bit better, but I mean, the the 10-day contracts are just, they're piling up again. Um, Isaiah Thomas, by the way, signed a 10-day contract with the Mavs because the, the Lakers didn't pick up pick him up. Crazy. After Isn't that nuts that he's there. playing with the Lakers and then he's always going to be playing with the Mavs then yeah, well, he can be he signed by like someone else? Yeah, he scored like 27 or something like that in his first two games and then scored like five over the next two games, something like that. Um, the NBA is actually tweaking their rules a bit 
players and coaches can now clear isolation six days after a, po- a positive test if they are asymptomatic. So there's now three different ways that they can test out of health and safety protocols um, if they want. Um, so I guess they're they're changing things up a bit. I know the NFL is doing the same thing. Uh, even the CDC announced the other day that they're cutting quarantine down from 10 days to five days. So we'll see if that helps anything. Uh, Steph Curry last night hit the 3,000th three of his career, obviously, which, you know, this is the he broke the record last week, so now it's a, we got a new benchmark there. Uh, LeBron James topped 36,000 points in the game the other night, joining Karl Malone and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the only players in NBA history uh, to do this. Uh, more COVID-related stuff. Uh, Greg Monroe was signed by the uh, T-Wolves, played against the Knicks last night. He became the 541st player used in an NBA game so far this season, which is the most ever in an NBA season. And think about it, we're not even 40 games into the to the year, and it's already more more than ever before, um, which is crazy. And then last, uh, one of the guys who was convicted of murdering Michael Jordan's father like 30, almost 30 years ago, was supposed to receive parole in August of 2024, and the North Carolina State Parole Panel announced the other day, without reason, that that has been revoked and he will not be getting parole. What happened, I don't know. But, I mean, to, to declare that he's not getting it, like, two years ahead of time, something, something must have gone down. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Um, what a, what but, a stretch um, for the last piece of news, huh? How's that? What do you mean? You don't think so? It's Michael Jordan. I didn't even know that. I don't even remember that happening. I was so You don't long remember ago. his father being murdered? No, 30 years ago? I remember hearing rumors back then that it was because he owed like gambling debts. And right. that's why his And that's one of the rumors that's been right, a persistent right. rumor behind why he retired in the first place because David right. Stern kind of forced him into retirement. Because of the gambling. Yeah. I, I, I've yeah. obviously heard all the gambling issues. Crazy. I look for like more salacious stuff. There's, there's a whole lot of crap about. You know, guys dating Instagram models and stuff like that. It's just not, whatever. We wouldn't even know what the hell we were talking about. So, so that's the way mm. the basketball bounces. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnextlife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnextlife. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. You can follow Blandy at Blandy Hooper. And you can call us. At 516-33-MESH-1. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, which hopefully this show is up, as long as I don't fuck it all up somehow. And um, go to patreon.com backslash life if you want to support the show. And remember to leave us a five-star rating and or review wherever you listen to the show. Barry, when are you coming back from Alabama? Today. Okay. Tomorrow. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> Soon. Yes. Anything good happen there? You? How's your mother-in-law? No good mother-in-law stories? Father-in-law? Anything? No, I'm going I'm to... It must be bad then, right, Blandy? I'm not going to say anything. So wait, so... What happened? Did you get in trouble for the clips last week with your wife? Or what's going on? Uh, no, although almost because, you know, I said, no, I mean, I didn't say the most horrible things in the world, but the end of the show was saying how I didn't want to come to Alabama. You said you didn't want to come to Alabama. You said she didn't want to go to Alabama. Right. Your your kids. Was it not true that she she didn't, she doesn't want to go? No, no, it's true, but I didn't. (laughs) So what the fuck is the problem? I don't need her knowing that I talk about stuff like that on here, airing that type of stuff out. And meanwhile, I go to uh, Jason's house on Christmas day. He's got family there and like his in-laws are telling me, oh, we heard, we heard you really want to go to Alabama. He's (laughs) telling me and my wife. And my wife's like, what? Yeah. She's like, oh, we listened to the podcast for the first time. Uh, Jace J played it for us. I was like, what are you doing? Who who listened to the podcast for the first time? His, I, his I mother-in-law. Played, they just watched the video. The they didn't listen to the podcast. No, I played the part for my mom and for my in-laws where I was saying how... I, I told Barry how my mom was so torn up about him blowing her off for, for Christmas and not coming. Uh, and obviously, that, that was part of the larger conversation of, of Alabama and him saying, 
no one was looking forward to it. So I guess they brought it up to his wife. So now Barry doesn't want to talk about his mother-in-law ever again, which we know everyone wants to hear about. Did, is there something that happened that you'll tell us about later on and you just don't want to share it here or did nothing really happen? Uh, yeah, no, I'll share it with you guys. Oh, so oh there fuck is this, man. So we can't put this in the show ever? <laughs> All right, guess what, everybody? Barry's mother-in-law is dead, apparently. Oh God, as good as dead. I mean, we're never going to hear another mother-in-law oh, story again. That was, wow. That's so sad. I, everyone loved hearing those stories. Eh. You can't even tell the political stories. The tech, the, the texts you get. You have to hide that. You have to hide the truth. Is it just, is it something not really cri- good? It wouldn't be you criticizing no, your mother-in-law. You're really just good. speaking just, the truth about. the same, same basic stuff, you know, sitting at the dinner table and talking about how humans are opening up inoculations and vaccinations and you, know, you build up your own immunity. Just, you know. We're breaking barriers. Breaking a whole bunch of stuff. Was I she told excited? You that bitch crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to use that, and so I'm just. Well, you just it got in it in there, yeah. Was she exce- I know you've been dieting, Barry, and you've lost some weight, right? Uh, yeah. You've, you've talked about that. Was she excited about that? Because she's always sending you the exercise videos. Yeah, but then I was getting like lectures about how fat-free stuff is not good for you. <laughs> you need fat. <laughs> can't start taking stuff out of things. Oh, no. <laughs> fucking people are never happy. I can't. Oh, never fucking happy. Huh. <laughs> well, because she asked you what, what you were doing, and then she started criticizing what you were doing? Yeah, both of them. Her and her, and her husband. Oh, fuck. Both talking about whole milk and how much better whole milk is for you. <laughs> my son's like, my dad likes to drink low-fat milk. He says it's healthier. <laughs> then I gotta get in to that and uh, I was like well I thought uh, you know I thought the fat's not good for you you know he's like no you need the fat that's where all the nutrients are you start taking stuff out it's not doing what it's supposed to do did he learn that in helicopter school he learned that uh, growing up I guess from his mom about how good butter is for you oh. now, don't be thing. a pussy Barry. real men in Alabama drink whole milk not that pussy 2% or 1%. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I think we got in our stories, Jay. <laughs> Jay, just don't fucking share the show with your entire family because you know uh, listen, that it's going to get back a, to Barry's family. What are you fucking thinking? It was 45 seconds, basically, all right, of you one want, show. All right, you want the last bit? Oh. Yeah. He invited me into uh, his office. This oh. is my, uh, my father-in-law. <laughs> And Do you he's want got, my pants off or on? He's got this. <laughs> he's got this six foot tall by like four foot wide safe. You know, it's got one of those giant steering wheel type things on it to open it up. That's his gun safe, his vault. And he's he opens it up. He's got nine guns in this in this thing. He's got a twelve gauge shotgun. Was he at the insurrection? He's got. Was he at the insurrection? So I mean, then he pulls out. Question. Was he? he pulls out a semi-automatic AR-15. He's just completely. Ignored. Was he at the insurrection? No. You're sure? No. Yes. Yes, I'm sure. He pulls out a semi-automatic AR-15, and he's like, "See, this is the thing where if they show somebody on TV with, they think that you're that it's an assault weapon." He's like, "It's not an assault weapon." He's like, "Because you know, it, whatever." He goes into this whole thing about that. <laughs> And then, you know, pulls out his Glock, his 9mm, you know, all these. He's got a lot of ammo. <laughs> and none of <laughs> them are safe. loaded, right? No, 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 no. How uncomfortable were you? Check. He said, none of them are loaded. You know, but he tells me, you know, somebody comes in this house, you know, especially with your, your mother-in-law here, my wife in here. I'm not shooting to injure. I'm shooting to kill. So it's, it's, he's able to get into that safe quickly, or he's got another area with guns? Well, one he keeps out of the safe, and then he's got Where like does he keep it? In the safe. I'm not sure where he keeps that one. He, show, he showed me my mother-in-law's gun. He said, this is the one I got for your mother-in-law. Oh, my God. That, that's... What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. What, 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 you got a problem? I mean, he's got nine guns. He can't just have nine guns for himself. He got to have at least one. 
for the mother-in-law. Well, she's yeah. there alone. All right, guys. Well, on that note, well, what else do you have to say after that? All right, guys. Until next time, Barry will be back. Hopefully, man, maybe you shouldn't be talking this shit about your mother-in-law. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Barry's so fucking uncomfortable. Is that all that happened when he took you into that little private room? What, what, what do you mean? Who do you think? What do you? What do you? Wow. Insinuate? This you, feels so good. This feels so good, man. Come on. Wow. Do you have a Do you have any like shotgun like loading sound effects? You know? <laughs> no. Well, well, this is a Nick's. This is a Nick's podcast. <laughs> what the hell would I have It's like, hey Barry, I heard what you were saying on the last. It's a hard Nick's life. <laughs> I got nothing like that. I don't have anything that's anywhere anything close to that. You better shut your fucking mouth, you fucking low-fat milk drinker. Shoot to kill. <sighs> Alright guys, until next time, it is a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.